The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T E C O V A S com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Wind down with Janet Kramer and iHeartRadio podcast. Okay, have oh. we been recording? Break oh, we have. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, is that like? Because I'm bored. I don't know what's happening. Was <laughs> there like a my, playlist this that's morning? That's my jam right now. Michael is jamming out to that song. Oh. Go ahead, baby, do it again. No, no. I'll do okay. background. With the government. You did it so good. Yeah, you actually that did. That was so good. Now he's all jealous. Easton got it, so he's going to replay that. As the opening tune. As the opening one. tune. I'm more of like a, um, oh, you like my hair? Just bought it. Or what, how does it go? <laughs> no, not like that, right? Not like that. <laughs> Thank you. It's not her hair, right? I you know. like my hair? She thinks. Just bought it. I see it. <laughs> I want it. You don't know? Guys. Mike is looking at me like, I don't know. I don't know that one. What? Okay. I don't know who sings that one. Who sings it? Is that Ari? Ariana Grande. Ari Ari. Hello. Ari. So you guys didn't have the playlist going this morning. No, no just he just likes that, that one song. song. On He's repeat. been like jamming oh, to. So Mike's been singing Ariana Grande. I've been walking around just like super hyper this morning. So happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. This happy Monday. This is super exciting. Hey, but I really want to get into something because it's been on the news. It's been a topic of conversation and I really want to debate it with all of you guys. I think that was going to be my question too. Really? Yeah. Okay. So honey, I know you've been dead to the world for the past couple of weeks because you've had that I'm awful still, cold. Still. <laughs> oh, stop. He's still. Oh, he's still. Ew. There yeah. was some phlegm yeah. in there. Yeah. Still getting over it. Thank Gross. you very much. Yeah, I can tell. I can hear it. Thank um. You. So basically, um, 
Did you hear any of the news going on about Felicity Huffman and Lori yeah. Loughlin? Okay. Who? Okay. okay. So Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin were arrested. Lori, who are these Lori and Becky. Are and you Becky? serious? Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> but, yeah. The queen of Hallmark and Aunt Becky. <laughs> so Lori Loughlin got um, arrested. Okay. For and Felicity Huffman. Basically, the FBI raided their house and arrested her. Amazing. Not really, but there was like a huge investigation because of the college uh, scheme. Scheme? So how do you say scheme? Is it scheme? Scheme? The scheme? Oh, yeah. What, scheme. You, what happened? Right I read the affidavit. So, I got really into okay, it. Okay. So why don't you give the background since you have all the, the major Long info. story short, there was a man who was running like an underground scheme where shame shame we're really rich that's how the rich people say we're really really like not even like rich but like major company execs and ceos and like obviously these actresses people with a lot of money were paying him so that he could ensure that their children got into yale harvard usc uh northwestern george all these major universities um, on athletic scholarships, yeah, but they weren't actually athletes. Yeah, and 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 also like Felicity Huffman paid, I think it was fifteen thousand for a better SAT, SAT score. So he had someone to in get like into the community, in, into the college. He had like sure. ten people around the country who would go take the test for your kids. But like, I mean, some of these people were paying half a million dollars. Some somebody paid a million. I know it's like dollars. really. I mean, I was watching this thing. And they're like holy blue collar crime, and I'm like, yeah, but like that's a lot of money. Okay, so I'm on two. Ver- were you? Good? Is that what you're? So that's ask what I was us? gonna ask because I'm like I don't have kids, mm-hmm. so I know there's a huge debate. Like, oh, but you would do anything for your kids. Mm-hmm. So that's my question. Like, what's the extent? I have two very different sides to this, and everyone's like, oh, those rich, spoiled <laughs> kids. Yeah. Well, here's the deal: if you had the money to do it, now I I don't know which side I'm. I'm on two very different sides because I can see two different sides. The one side is well, people pay for private school. Yeah. That's giving your child a life of, you know, maybe better learning, better uh, quality of school, better classroom. So you're paying, you know, I have a girlfriend that's paying over $30,000 a year in just private school. Yeah. And for us, I'm like, well, I don't, I, I can't afford, we yeah. can't afford $30,000 a year for private school and the public school, it, it's, it's fine. So, you know, you know, we're sending Jolie to, you know, obviously the, the public school in Nashville is amazing. So, you know, we're, we're good there, but I mean, what's the, is there really a difference? Because people are paying for private school. I get, and this is where I get where Jolie, what if, here's the thing. I was a terrible test taker. Yeah. I didn't even take the SATs. Yeah. I only took the AC, ACTs and I, I mean, cause I knew I wasn't going to college, but I, I did awful cause I was a bad test taker. If my daughter was a bad test taker, but she had the qualifications Yes, if you needed the score to be in the school, I would do anything for her. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess that might make me a bad parent, but she has to sustain how she is now in that school then. So So that's on her then. If I get, if I can get her, help her get her in. Yeah. Then it's just like someone's going to help someone to get into a a film if they know somebody. I think the difference between this is though, from what I read, it was like 500 pages. I didn't read all 500, but like none of... it was a lot of like, okay, we need to ensure that my son doesn't find out. There was a situation where oh, really? she was like, the the guy, one of the dads emails the main 
guy and he was like my son was just in orientation and they asked him how he feels about doing track and how excited he is and he literally was like i'm not in track like what are you talking about and so i think so then the dad well and lori lori too was said that her daughter was in the rowing crew rowing crew which, so i don't really necessarily agree with that side of the this is the thing these people have so much money it's like get a tutor get this get that they can all afford it but i don't blame the kids because i don't know if these kids were dying to go to that school as much as their parents were de- i mean these families were like you know what i mean it's like the parents really wanted them oh, to get it's, into it's 100 percent more for the parents to so, be like my son or daughter goes to and i exactly school. exactly uh, but like, i don't one think of, so though because i 100 percent i agree i, I disagree if but if jolie for me personally i think if i don't care i told you i don't care if jolie goes or not and we've yeah. had major disagreements about that yeah, she's going to college but yeah, yeah. <laughs> eh, she's going but if she chooses not to, I can't get upset with her because that's her life that but she's... But I think you're way more understanding than these like high exec families where like, oh no, you're going to Yale. Right. You're Especially going to Especially the people that have the money to that half a million dollars or a million dollars to spend to get their child into that school. It's so the parent... It is... A lot of it has to do with their ego because they are high-end yeah. execs that had that education or didn't have it and want to say that their kids have it. But also, I'm not saying it's purely selfish based on the parents. It is also, like you said, honey, to get them in the door. Like, we'd do anything to get Jolie or Jace their foot in the door. In the door. It's up to them to, to be able the to maintain the grades to stay at a Harvard or to stay at a Columbia or these schools that they're trying to get into. It's so- I will say, though, what bothers me about that is the the kids that really work hard I know, to get and that's in there. Mean. And oh, that's, where it, that's where it, that's the other side. In one where- of the quotes, it was like, I forget which parent said it, but it's not funny. But, <laughs> but you're laughing. But I'm laughing. No, because she goes, okay, well, we just need to ensure that they get in here. We need to ensure that she gets into this school and not just ASU. <laughs> I went to ASU. Oh, so amazing. obviously the old, these parents, that's what I mean is the parents were like, oh no, 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 you're not going here. You're, you know what I mean? It's like, right. what does it matter where the kid goes to school? The kid's going to part, you know, I, I don't know. Well, Ryan Seacrest was talking about it, you know, to bring up an iHeartRadio, you know, <laughs> plug plug but uh, Ryan and Kelly were talking about it and I agreed with Kelly when she said no I want my children to work for it and that's the thing that's that's on the one side of the spectrum where I want Jolie and Jace to work for everything and I don't want to just be like oh here here's some money pay it off but having said that if my child has for example Jolie has a speech delay she's been yeah you know we've been working with that with her if i had an opportunity to pay to get her to a better place i would do it no but that's the argument is that you know i know a lot of kids too who had learning disabilities so they had to go to a doctor they had to get a note that they allow special time for their tests Mm -hmm. so that's the argument is like well that's not fair my child has a severe uh testing disability but you're gonna pay for 50 grand but, so that he can do so kelly was saying this with the kelly and ryan show was she was saying that that test is exhausting oh, for the child yeah i mean where it's just like that child with the disability it takes so much out of them that they are physically exhausted so sometimes it would be easier just to be like here's the 50k to to but is that do you do you teach your children that that's well, what's hard that's that's <coughs> that's where i'm like, like i would okay, do anything for my question. child but i want her to would work you break her- the law for your child yes okay because I, I think that's the well, basic question. Well, again, it depends. It, on it depends. It yes. I've, I've, if someone yeah. hurt my child, I'd go probably to jail. Okay, but okay. that and that's what the argument is. Like these people didn't. It was like a selfish crime because most of these kids don't even know their parents did it. And the, the different the difference too is, it's different investing the money, and paying to get additional help or expert expert help for your children. Yeah. 
that's one thing. That's fine. But the, what they're doing is basically saying buying them an A yeah. or buying them a test grade or buying them admission into a school, which it, I don't think is right. Now, one can say that if, because of a high-end exec, because of where they went to school and the alumni following and stuff like that, that maybe they know the person on the admissions board and they got in because of who you know. Well, that's just life in general. Yeah. That's one thing. But, but the, paying to get in the front of the line. Well, and I think it was the paying versus like the in, the – intricate lying it was like let's photoshop or, or, our child's oh, so that's, face that's onto this to or, make them look well yeah and they're, and they're going under the the false pretense yeah. of them being a student athlete which yeah. is taken away from opportunities for a student Actual athlete student, yeah who i them. agree who, with that who right. is trying to get in, i wouldn't have gotten into jmu if it wasn't for football of course and i got a great education because of it so there's a lot of kids that are athletes in high school that kind of bank on their their athleticism to get them into a school they probably wouldn't get into otherwise so that's taken away, which is even harder for a student athlete to go to an Ivy League school and stuff like that because yeah. of the time commitment and everything that you know they, they have with sports along with the academic side. So to take that away from a student athlete who has two lives like that, that's even I think that's like the common life. consensus is that people are just really feeling for like, well, what about all the other kids? I yeah. feel for the actual kids because... Yeah. If, well, I mean, do you though? Because well, Lori Laughlin's daughter was like... If yachting it on a yacht if they when her mom got arrested. If they don't know, I feel bad for them because, like, I was very fortunate growing up, but, like, I never felt pressure. My whole family went to University of Texas. I'm not getting in there. There was a 0% chance. I think I took the SAT hungover. There was a 0% uh-huh. chance that I was getting in there. And I knew, but there was never any pressure from my dad. You know what I mean? So I feel for these kids being like, there was obviously pressure. There was obviously something to where these parents. I don't know. I just, if there was pressure, then then that's not that's not cool. I and I, I just want to go on because I'm, I'm sure I'll get oh, we all are bombarded but. for this. But for me personally, no, I wouldn't give. <coughs> <laughs> I wouldn't give you know money to do that kind of shame. Shame. <laughs> but Shame. if I if I had the opportunity to, to pay to help my child to get a better Which anyone would. I think it's place yeah. and I would. Now to go to those extents, extents, I don't believe that I would do that. I I cuz because the kid that worked so hard in rowing that that lost a spot yeah. to you know the kids that academically academically work so hard well, but I will do whatever I can to make sure she has the best opportunity if for some reason she is still delayed right. and, and has those would. issues it's just sad because knowing that she can be in those schools and thrive of, in those schools of course and now yeah. these these parents gave half a million dollars and now I don't know but it's like some of their bails were so expect like I just read this morning their bails were so expensive. So it's like you really just ended up double effing yourself because you gave all this money and now you're getting caught and now you might do jail time. You might not. Like- so that's the thing. I mean, is jail time. What do you guys think about that? I mean, do you think that's something that they should go to jail for? Uh, I don't know if they. No, I don't. I don't know if anyone will really serve I think serious that- jail time. It would be more about fines, community service, probationary stuff I- like that. I don't I- know if it all depends on. Some of them are way more intense because some of them, it went into taxes because they gave uh, so yeah. much money to a fake. Well, and time out. That's the good right there. What about the person that says, because I'm sure there is a ton of people that say, you know, they have the money. I want my child to go to the school because they want to go to the school. They don't have the grades, but I will pay about this much to help with the your 
college. Oh, oh boosters, boosters. And all that stuff. Yeah, you know that happens. What is the difference? Why aren't those people? Because because it's, those, I learned, those are the same people though getting their child not, an, an um, opportunity. It's not guaranteed. So you could give like a million dollars, donate a building, but it's not guaranteed guaranteed that your child Bull. gets in. No, 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 it's not directly. There's no way to to paper legally attach you giving that money to your child getting in. We have a friend. It could be very coincidental. But the chances but, are not high. This but, was guaranteed. Yeah. You're giving mm-hmm. fifty thousand. You're giving. 100- but the chances you said are high if they if they boost. No, the chance you have to give like seven million in order to officially get them in. We have a, a we know someone who gave a lot of money to a school, and the children did not get in, and so they are now doing two years somewhere else, and then they will transfer transfer. So this was just a guaranteed. Every person, I think this guy said he did it nine hundred times. He got every kid in. That's crazy. He made twenty four million or something. This underground guy. So he's locked up. So, probably. so, so that's the thing. I would say he needs to have. Oh no, for sure. But oh, yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. So he became an informant for the FBI like three years <gasps> ago. Oh that's no! Nasty. Yeah. So he. That's how they have all this. That's oh, how he has all the email. You guys, it is like juicy. This is gonna be a movie. Like these email chains are like insane. So it. wait. So they they basically caught him and then said instead well, of he, having jail time, he's going to end up having it. But mm-hmm. obviously, it was like reduced. You know, they're like if you cooperate wow. with us. Because he, he's been doing this for, I, forget, I mean, we're going to find out so many more people. The 50 are the ones since, since he started working with the FBI. Wow. But he's been doing it. He said 900 students. I will say, I can see where, I mean, you know, you guys can attest to this. Like when you go to a school, you really do like bleed those colors, right? Oh, like yeah. you are attached to it, right? So <laughs> I mean, Tori's like, even, like, yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. So they're busted too. It's just, Sorry, right. Allegedly. So there's just a, so much of you that just gets like you know caught up in that atmosphere and want to follow your school. So I had a small taste of it just with my brother, with him deciding where to go to college. And my alma mater, James Madison, was kind of in the running for a little bit. And when situa- your dad went there, you went my dad there. went there. I went there. I just I you know my brother grew up going to the games, watching me play, and I'll, I will always bleed purple. And it's just one of those things, right? So, <laughs> but even just my brother kind of going through that situation and him ultimately not choosing JMU because he had a better opportunity elsewhere, it still kind of sat sour with me. Yeah. Like I'm still kind of like mm, like I really really want him to go to JMU. You know, kind of like through so my Julie's teeth. Going but to JMU. <laughs> right. Well, so if, but I have to I have to kind of bite my tongue and realize what he wants, what's best for yeah. him and put those feelings aside. So I can't even imagine with my own child being it's like, sticky. I want, you know, so let's say Jolie actually does want to go because I don't believe that those nine. How many students? Nine, there was over like 900. I think he said. <clears throat> I don't believe that those all of them didn't want to go to that college. I'm sure they're like, please, like, help me, you know, because I want to go to this college. Like, I really yeah, want to get but in. I'm sure yeah, they but they probably, like- they probably didn't think it was to the extent that yeah. he was doing. It's probably like, your mom and dad's probably like, hey, this guy will help you so get into school. They probably didn't know the, one of the legal aspect of one it. One of the emails said, what do I tell my son? Because he's going to ask how did he get in. And the mm-hmm. guy was like, just let him know that you're really good friends with the athletic director. They right. said he would help. Like, so the, it's just so many lies. Like, very detailed lies that I don't know. I feel like you guys are such. I don't think you could pull this off. Oh, I could totally could. I but. feel like you're so honest. <laughs> no. Like with Joel, like you guys are going to be such. No, best but friends. again, I want the best opportunity yeah. for her. That's why we have a speech therapist coming every Friday well, to make sure like, that she is. Yeah, you know, because because she is delayed, and I, I would be mad at my parents if I found out this was them. 
See, that's, you know, that's, that's interesting. interesting. I got in a heated part, debate with someone. I would be mad at my parents. Me. Because I would be like, first of all, you think I'm not effing dumb? Like, I needed help. <laughs> well, but, but if second, you didn't get the high score, though, and maybe yeah. you did need help and you weren't a good test taker, I can see totally what you're saying, Sarah. But now, what if they're, like, in jail? I'd be like, WTF, like, now you guys are leaving me because, like, you wanted me to go to the school. So, like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I would be mad at them and be like, the lo- like. But what if it's a school you really wanted to go into and that you di- you did want the help? I would just be really sad. I'd be like, I feel like I, I'm sure mm-hmm. the kids are feeling really guilty because I'm telling you, once you read these emails, it's so sticky that I'd be like, my dad said like, what? It, it, I mean, there's di- there's two different personalities. Really I know, in it's that hard. Like, I there's there's I some mean, kids that know. probably don't give a damn. I think like they're probably just like, oh, well. <laughs> that was like a, a damn versus a dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love dang. that. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's just sad. It's a little weird. It's interesting hearing your perspective, though, because I don't have, well, because you don't have kids, and that's yeah. N- I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. It's no. just interesting to see that perspective because I never thought of it from how Jolie would feel. Yeah, I I'm taking what, it as such a selfish way to be like, I want the best for my child, and I'm just looking at it as like, because I remember my dad being like, "Do you want to go to UT?" And I was like, I mean, it's not like he could give five million dollars, but I remember him being like, "Do you want help?" And I was like, mm, I don't, well, I don't really care. Ultimately, you don't want your kids to have to settle. Yeah. And neither does Joybird, because they believe that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture made to your, your unique taste, from mid-century modern to contemporary classics, all that kind of stuff. What are we doing in our house? What kind of theme are we doing? Um, rustic modern well, yeah, farmhouse. Yeah, like a rustic modern farmhouse kind of thing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, they I can like match farmhouse. that, too. Each Joybird piece is made, made by hand with care and precision using high-quality hardwood and responsibly sourced materials. To fit our rustic modern farmhouse look, um, I love that. And there is a 365 day home trial, so we can skip the furniture store and bring the showroom straight to us. We can sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. If you don't love it, you can return it. Full so refund. that sofa that we're going to use, basically, you get to sit on it, make sure it's comfortable. And if you don't like it, we can just return and it. And if like- Jay spits up all over it, we can't get it out. I'm like, here you go, Torbert. No. No? That's, no, that's not what you do. You never know. Um, I just love that they have so many different choices, though. And they've, like I said, modern to contemporary to classics. Um, I don't know. I think it's just nice to be able to chill with it for a second, you know? Yeah. it's all. A lot of it is kid and, and pet friendly, which we have two kids and two dogs. So it's. Yeah, I love it. It'll work for us. Um, see how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash Jana. Go to joybird.com slash Jana and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code Jana. Oh, I'm so excited right now. What? Okay. Okay. So I'm... Where's that? Good. So I'm really excited because we have Dorothy, the organizer, in the Wind Down Studio. All right. So let me just tell you a little bit about yourself, Dorothy. You are the America's <laughs> most innovative professional organizer. She is known to millions as the fearless yet endearing problem solver on the Emmy-nominated TV show on A&E, Hoarders. Yes. Ooh. We're so happy to have you in studio with us. Thank you. My first time here with you, and you're gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. She in did. the Thank real you. deal. Seeing you face I to face. I don't, I don't have any makeup on right now, so I'm feeling oh. real nice right now. Thank you. I appreciate See, you. See, I like <laughs> natural. Less is more sometimes. <laughs> just like with, uh, you know, like less is more. Uh, there you go. Less is more. I gotcha. I like it. Um, so I feel like I have the opposite of a hoarder because when I love moving, I love organizing, I love packing. So I know that's the weirdest thing, but I love getting rid of. Sorry, Easton. 
I just love it. I think it's the most freeing thing and just being like, I, I'm always like, get rid of it. Give it away. I'm yeah. the same. Sell it to, or like, or give it to a friend. I don't know what it is, but I just we'll think it's. buy a new one. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, it just, you feel light afterwards. Well, let me say this about that. Okay. You're hired. Oh, yeah. You'd be great at this. Oh, I would just, because anytime my girlfriend and I are moving, and I was like, oh, let me come over and help, like, you know, purge and splurge and put it away and pack it up. Like one of 3% of the people in America who really love to just keep it neat and organized. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. (laughs) But isn't that bad, though, too? Isn't there, maybe I'm, there's like two extremes, a hoarder and then me, where it's like, just give it away and then you want nothing. No knickknacks, no nothing. Well, sometimes, well, (laughs) let me just ask you. Might you have a situation or a problem with perfectionism? <clears throat> Why do you look at me like that? Honey? Husband's looking at her. <laughs> she asked a question. I, I don't think so. No. No. What do you think? A little bit. Perfectionism? I would say we're both on the yeah. spectrum. Really? Because I, I even am too. Like with what though? I'm just curious. Oh. Does she like <laughs> no, things, I just like sorry. You like things done the way you like them done. Your way. I yeah. like the I like things done you like timely on your timeline. And your way. So if I said to Michael, so let's say this is you know his water. I say, hey, this is sitting on the table. I said, hey, baby, will you put that away? And he'll go, and I'm like, no, well, no, he'll all move it like away. like yeah. all the way away. Yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. that's where I am a little bit okay. More like let's place it in the proper place. Well, that immediately sounds to me sounds to me like a great house to live in. I don't know. I I'm ready to move in. Come on, great. <laughs> so what what do you think it is like with hoarders that? They have that. Is it the connection to the things or is it the memories or? Yeah, a little bit of that. But what I really want you to think about is, okay, wait a second here. Um, Like an alcoholic, perhaps, or someone who gambles or someone who shops too much, you know, you don't have one reason why it all happens. If I said to someone who drank too much, "Why, why are you doing it? And then asked another person, they would have different answers. But the common theme is... That I, I guess it, it really boils down to some trauma in, a, you know, your past life or the anxiety to deal with feelings, you know, oh. all these feelings. So it's really what's underneath the clutter or underneath the hoard on the hoarder show. How do you distinguish when it comes down to something that may be legitimately sentimental? Say uh, Jana's brother texted her the other day and, and talked about, you know, that mm-hmm. one box everyone has when they move. That's your high school yearbooks. Mm-hmm. and. And stuff that you you feel is so nostalgic, but what are you really going to do with them? How do you distinguish like what's truly important to keep and stuff like that? Maybe that may still be nostalgic, but it's like, okay, you can let that go. Yeah. So, Michael, you mentioned something where you said one box Mm -hmm. of nostalgia stuff. You know, that's fine. That's normal. It should happen. These people have like. But on our hoarder show, it's an entire house of all of that because everything has a meaning to them. Mm -hmm. But if we're just talking about your listeners or viewers, what we want to say is, you know, use my five point value system in order to make a decision. And what is that? Yeah. You have a whole collection of, do you have a collection of anything, either of you? Well, I mean, I'll say I have that, that bag with all my high school, like he said, yearbooks and albums and pictures, um, but again, I haven't looked at it in really? But it's for like Jolie. It's to like show your kids, right? <laughs> Do you look at your parents' stuff though? My brother asked me that. Kind of. Like, I- when I go home, I like to look. My my mom has a, when my grandparents died, they kept a lot of stuff. And my mom was like, oh my God, I didn't, he had letters. My grandpa, she was like, what? Like, yeah, some of those things are so adorable yeah. to go through at some point. But 
if you are but not questioning like whether to keep, yeah, if, you, if you're somebody who keeps a whole bunch of tools in, in a garage, mm-hmm. you know, then I want to say five point value system, pick your favorite tool. Which one is it? Show it to me. Okay. That's five. That's a five. Nothing else in here can be a five. Or maybe it's your favorite t-shirt collection. Show me a five, the number one t-shirt that's most exciting and that you want to keep of your collection. And then you start going through all the other ones. Nothing else can be a five. Is it a four? Is it a three? Is it a two? Is it a one? And you rate each item. So those items that rate one and two, the ones with the holes and the stains, maybe they go out. (laughs) And you keep the five and a couple of the fours on that five-point value system. Is that kind of the same thing, too? Because I've... With, with kids and um, we have a three-year-old and a three-month-old and what we've kind of done is I've taken things like from Jolie that first year like I don't want to get rid of that one onesie that I loved of seeing her yeah. in. you know I want to be able to look back and be like oh my gosh look how little you were you know and and give her some of these things maybe for for her kids but how when is that too much too do I have to use the five point with that because I think everything is five because it's so sentimental because <laughs> they're my kids right I know well it comes to a point Later on, mm-hmm. where see you're, you still might be at the point where you're accumulating things. Mm-hmm. There are three stages of getting organized or being organized or collecting clutter. So the first stage is just getting our independence. We have our own style, our own way of designing and furniture, our own friends. We're collecting people, places, things. And then we go to the second stage where we have to manage all the crap that we just collected. And then the third stage is hopefully getting rid of the stuff. So you might still be in the first stage where you're still in the collecting. The problem with the people on the hoarder show on A&E is that they are forever in the collecting stage. So even if they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they're still collecting and it doesn't work. Can I ask? Oh, sorry. No, go go, go, ahead, baby. No, go ahead. Because mine's an easy question. I'll remember. Okay. Are you right, babe? I'm dying. <laughs> oh, God. He's had the man cold for like a month. What, um, oh, sorry, uh, age-wise, do you see it primarily in older people or do you, like, what's the, the age range that you see for hoarders? Yeah. So most people think it's just people in their older years. Yeah. Because that's kind of my thought. I'm like, oh, okay, my grandparents probably are that age range, yeah. 16 up. And we see it more there because- They don't have as many friends. Mm -hmm. They don't have as many family members coming to visit. Mm -hmm. People who are younger are people, you know, having, we're having guests over, we're having kids, but we have a lot of folks who are younger who are in the hoarding. (laughs) Yeah, they're hoarders. Do you start with, sorry, Sarah, I know you know. Do you start with inside first, like inside their, like what's going on first with them before you touch their stuff? That's kind of like my question. I was just going to be like, do you think there's something like, yeah. Yeah, there is something, you know, I know you're going like, <laughs> like you is make there it? something going on up there in the brain area? Yeah, there is. Like, don't you, know, you have to work with that first before you say, okay, get rid of that? Yeah, there's two parts of it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the wiring. Some of us are just like your frontal lobe, mm-hmm. Jenna, it is completely <laughs> wired for organizing and mm-hmm. other people are not. But for those people who do hoard, yeah, there's something that's missing for them. And it could be the missing could be a person. It could be a job loss. It could be a major illness. You know, all of these things trigger some sort of anxiety that you just can't deal with. So it's like a form of anxiety, basically. Can be. But them walking over their stuff to get to their room, how does that not give them anxiety? No, that's comfort. That's That's comfort. It makes me so much anxiety. Because we're like... 
psycho. So we're like, oh, I don't want anything. But some but people they, can barely like, get to their room with as much stuff they have. Barely in get in the door. I mean, <sighs> we've had um, situations on the hoarder show where we can't even open the door. Oh we were God. in New York City in That's a five-story sad. walk-up and could not get in. It's not healthy, probably, yeah. too. It's, it's sanitary. Yeah. Is there one... I'm sure everyone has something different that maybe they want to collect or hoard specifically, but there's there one universal kind of um, topic or concept that they like to hold on to across the board that people have an issue with? Is it stuff of nostalgia? Is it just their own collectible? Is there anything universal across the board for the people that you've seen? Yes. Recycling. <gasps> really? Interesting. Yeah. Now, this is where a lot of the people who are not hoarders get stuck as well because we want to be good to the planet. Now, if you're a person who hoards, then you say, well, I'm trying to recycle. So I have all the plastic. I have all the paper. I have all the food. I have everything and I'm keeping it to reuse it. And I've got a great idea to reuse it, whether it's a boat in the backyard, whether it's goats in the backyard (laughs) who've chewed their way through the house real True story from Hoarders oh on A and E. Really true. That goats true, uh, chewed through the house into the house. <sighs> Doesn't matter what it is. There's a purpose. So if you feel like oh you have a purpose for everything, you're going to hold on to a whole lot more. Is that why? Like I, I feel like anytime I've seen the show, stacks of newspaper or yeah. stacks of paper like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stacks of paper everywhere because there are great ideas that they when the printer is working, Michael. When it's working. Just like the plumbing or the right. electricity, if it's working. But when, when the printer's working, they print out all these documents on the how-to to do something. They are definitely going to DIY it, and they're going to take care of it. What wow. drew you to this lifestyle of helping others unhoard? Like, what does your house look like? Is it, are, are you the organized Nancy? You know, yeah, you could come Dorothy. to my... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Or Dorothy. Nancy, there we my house is really organized, and I'm married to somebody who's really, oh, really God, organized. So we, mm-hmm. we get along really well and travel mm-hmm. well together. But this dropped in my lap. Now, mind you, I tend to work with all of the celebrities here in Los Angeles. I'm really lucky. So I get to go in and organize beautiful homes. Mm-hmm. But most people just know me from the Hoarder Show. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it dropped in my lap. There was this gentleman here in the Los Angeles area. He had 5,000 bikes and bike parts inside his house. Yeah. And he was sleeping outside his house on a recliner chair. So he was going to jail and that was like 20 years ago. And then the hoarder show found me and I was on the pilot. And then I was a technical producer helping everybody learn how to deal with this hoarding situation. And now you're a best-selling author and your current book is stuff your face or face your stuff. I love that. Yeah. That's a great title. You know what happened, don't you? What happened? So I was on the set of The Hoarder Show, Mm -hmm. and I had this realization at 200 pounds that I was hoarding sugar and flour around my body the same way my clients were hoarding things in their house. And I thought, this has got to stop. So I took off 75 pounds and wrote a book on the parallels because I really feel like I identify with these people who can't stop bringing things in. That's so fascinating because at at first you probably didn't identify at all. Yeah, exactly. Like what introspection on your part to see that? Yeah. Well, a little embarrassing to share about, but no, 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 I think that's just makes people more. I'm sure that's like a major correlation between like people 
overeating or hoarding food, basically. Well, imagine when, when I'm, if I'm overweight and someone comes in and wants to take away my just baked cookies yeah. right. and milk, how I'm going to feel about like, get your hands off my stuff. Wow. wow. That's and so that's interesting. how these people feel on the Hoarders show with us. Which wow. is, uh, airs Tuesday at 8, 7 central on A&E. And then you have, um, the 10minuteclosetorganizer.com, which oh, I, I need to read because that. we're we're moving to Nashville and I'm I just I gotta figure out how I, how we want to organize the closet. So what what's like your biggest tip on on that for closets? Yeah, for closets, it's really how you like to organize it. So it's a customized solution. But are you a person who likes to organize by category? Or by color mm. or by usefulness. Like, does it need to go to the dry cleaner? Do I need to have it oh. mended? Do I have to have it ironed? What, whatever these things are. Or by days of the week if you have kids. So there's like um, 10 different families of these closet dividers that you can use to organize your closet. Where can our listeners, I mean, can could people hire you if they're in the LA area or are you kind of not available oh, forever? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I have my assistant with me hey. all over. And uh, it's not just the California like, area. Could we fly you to Nashville? Absolutely. Oh, we Sweet. fly all over. Oh, love. Yeah. Okay. Jap- Japan, Australia, oh, wow. you wow. name it, we go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. I love that. Hired. Come on. <laughs> Done. Um, Dorothy, thank you. where can our listeners find you then? Dorothy, get you. Yeah, com, And actually, my show is coming up this Tuesday night on March 19th on A&E. Love it. For Hoarders. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dorothy, Thank for coming you. in. Thank you for coming Yay. in. Thank you. I loved her. I did, too. She was really sweet. Um, here's something that a lot of people have, though, that they hoard. Mattresses. You seen the show where they have all these mattresses? Really? Yeah. This one guy was like sleeping on seven mattresses. I have a mattress in storage that I haven't used in like three years. Are you serious? Why? I don't know. I hope it's a storage unit with just a mattress. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No, I think there's there's like a desk in there and like some boxes. So basically someone lives in that storage unit. (gasps) Ew. Oh. Speaking of mattresses though, we are going to have sleep numbers in all of our uh, Nashville bedrooms and we're super pumped because the new sleep number 360 smart beds helps everyone from... Parents to pro athletes, baby, improve their daily performance through proven quality sleep. And again, I always say that you spend half your life in bed, and I think you deserve to have an amazing bed and mattress. Is it half your life? For me, yes. Third of your life? First. Once you have kids, it's no longer a half your life. It's like a third. I know. Oh, um, but no, seriously, it's just, I just need a comfy bed because I do a lot of work from my bed. Um, you know, we do our laundry in bed. I mean, everything, but my favorite, you can set your setting. So like, baby, you can have a setting. I can have a setting. Yeah. Cause I like it nice. soft. You like mm. it harder. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I won't make the joke. Um, but you can come in now and save up to $500 on a select sleep number 360 smart beds. That's you're saving $500. That's crazy. We have to have fun on Janice out of the bed though. Cause mine's too soft. Uh, so there's no like, you know. You guys, there are so many sexual jokes. Okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, you know, with sleep number 360, you can choose your ideal firmness on each side. So again, whatever side works for you, you get to choose it. You'll only find sleep number at one of their 575 sleep number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com slash Jana to find the one nearest you and get $500 off. So before we get to our next guest, I really just need to talk to you guys about Lola because Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. Sarah. Yes. It's so annoying when you run out of tampons. I don't know. In my opinion, it just is. So it's, you know, for me with Lola, 
I always know, well, and Michael always knows too when the Lola box comes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's on her period. <laughs> Stay clear. <laughs> Stay clear. But I just love it too because I don't need the light. I want just the ones that I want. Yeah. Now I have, yeah, now I don't have to go out and buy them for Jan anymore. Exactly. Would Ty go buy some for you if you asked him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? If I asked him. That actually kind of surprises me. Yeah. yeah same. I don't know if he would. <laughs> really? I, I'm sure, I know he's bought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he could probably buy like like an overnight, like one of those big pads. <laughs> like, depends. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> Is this like what you wanted? Like, you, okay, yeah. He would. But okay. with Lola, though, it's really easy because it's a subscription that comes um, once a month just or whenever you need it. Basically, you can change the amount of frequency, frequency of delivery. Um, it's They're super flexible. The subscription that is, you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. Um, and again, they're all BPA-free plastic applicators, um, so it's good for the environment, good for you. Again, 100% organic cotton, BPA. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter Jana when you subscribe. You do not want to miss this. Get 40% off all subscriptions today and visit mylola.com and enter Jana. So, Christy. Morel is here. Hey, Hi. love. Welcome to the hey, Wine Down Studio. Thank you. I'm Jana. This is my husband, Michael. And this is Sarah. Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. So we kind of talked about it last week's episode. Was it last week's episode? About Two the... weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And Sarah, you texted me something really interesting. Do you want to share? Or no? just literally i'm never safe what did we talk about i don't even know well we talked about you had talked about the scale about how i I realized that i was that was something that i can control was the number on the scale so that became kind of my my thing the lady basically said that like it's your way of control you can't control things so you control the scale or something yes so i kind of just came to realization where we were talking about like you know I wouldn't say I'm like addicted or, no, but <laughs> it's a control thing. Working out battle. for me is a control thing because mm-hmm. I feel like in other aspects of my life, I might be not in control and I'm a control freak. And so I kind of, I was on the treadmill as I'm listening to this lady tell Jana and I'm like, I think that's my thing. Like, I think I, I get cranky or I get like, if I don't work out, it's like becomes a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that might be my little Addiction. way of controlling something. it's my yeah because like if i know okay i went and i was on the treadmill for this long and you know yeah so i think same with the scale once it becomes obsessive and once it becomes something you can like for example if you can't work out in a day if it bothers you so much where you don't even have an enjoyable day then it's an issue but then it's like sure. i just feel good after because it's like that balance you know where it's like okay is it the endorphins or am i just like you know right so when you say issue yeah. though is it an eating disorder issue? Like what is the category of an eating disorder? Great question. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, the spectrum is huge because Uh I feel like majority of people have disordered eating with their either relationship with their body or relationship with food, the scale. There's so many different things. This is such a hot topic because, um, I mean, I've been working in the eating disorder field for 18 years and I work at USC, um, as a sports dietitian there, and I run a program for healthy body image and eating. And um, I also work for the LA Kings. So it's so interesting. I have a very vast, uh, you know, different way of looking at this from an athlete perspective of the obsession of exercising and looking a certain yeah. way to perform. And then you have, 
you know, when you're done being an athlete or just like the, my normal uh, clients that I see in my private practice, they feel like if they're not controlling it, they're going to be out of control or they're not going to look the way they want to. So it's easier for them to get on a scale multiple times a day. It's easier for them to make sure they're working out, you know, to compensate for what if they had a cookie that day. So mm-hmm. then it becomes unhealthy. So there's a there's a difference between I exercise because it makes me feel good or I check my weight once in a while to see, you know, kind of what my body's doing. See, I don't have a scale. So that's what's weird because we're like the opposite in that. But you're still obsessive over yeah. something. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, so that's like, but that's why I'm they're, like, why don't they're I care the what same, I weigh? even though they're different. Right. But it's not, I don't think it's that you care about what you weigh. I think it's, I mean, there is something to be said when you're obsessed to work out because you do, you're not in a good mood when you don't work out. Yeah. So, so that's, that is a problem. So again, <laughs> like, and, and, and here's, so, but it's like, I'll go eat, like, it's not like, oh, I um, eat this much, so Sarah, I need to wait, work time, out. Time out. I'm going to call you out right now. Oh, this is good. Get oh it. Okay, we don't eat together. <laughs> On our system. Sarah, no. when I asked you to eat and you're like, I'm not eating. eating right now. I'm not eating right now is okay, literally like, the quote. Okay, that's a mild joke. That's not a joke, though, because you okay, literally but- would not eat. You said you, you're, you said that you'd have one meal a day. Ooh. Okay, but that's a joke. It's not a joke because you no, actually didn't eat. But if I eat. was, look. It's not like I'm like skin and bone. I feel like you're definitely. Not, yeah. It, but I think that for me, I would rather. For me, I would rather. <laughs> Michael's work just out. loving this right now. I'm a popcorn out right <laughs> now. No, for me, I'd rather work out than not eat. Does that make sense? But that's not healthy. <clears throat> right. Exactly. You All have to. You not, have to have food to get no, your body to I work know. out. To, that's what I said. Like I want. I like to eat. That's what I'm saying. But you don't though. You say you don't eat. Okay, like. And once I, in a and blue I don't moon see when I'm in a mood. But why? Why is the intervention? No, because I know. No, because it's like a mood thing. Like, I know that. Like, sometimes I'm like, ew, I'm just like cranky or like something's going on. So I'm like, I'm just like annoyed. And I don't want to eat like that. When I'm unhappy, I don't have an appetite. So I'm the opposite of someone who's like, oh my God, I'm eating my feelings. I'm the opposite. Sure. And then I I found that out years. I I know that about me. I am someone who, when I'm not in a good place, I just, I'm like, I don't have an, I don't feel good, but I'm not working out either. So, right. And that, that can happen. And that's good that you know that about yourself. Yeah, but, I do know that. Right. In terms of, I mean, exercise, what I would do is recommend you forcing yourself to have a day off. Yeah. No, I definitely do a time, but I'm just like, Ugh, I wish I worked out, you know? And then just, and you have to sweat. That's the other thing too. Cause some people, no. okay, that's good. I don't have so you to could sweat. just go outside, go for a walk. Yeah. I don't have to sweat. I just have to be, and also maybe it's like an ADD thing. I don't know. I just have to be like, Going, going, moving, yeah. moving, doing something. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's weird. I don't have to sweat. So back to the kind of thing, like would, would you categorize that? Like what is, what is the window for what an eating disorder is? Like, would that be categorized as not necessarily? No. I mean, certainly the obsession is, is a, is a problem. Like if it's taking away something for your life, for example, if you have to go pick up a friend at the airport and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should. Cause I have that exercise class that I have to go to. Like no. that's a lot of my <laughs> clients that I see that they will, like that trumps everything. Like they won't do certain things because that's the time to work out. Or if they don't work out, they really do obsess about it all day long. And it really bothers them. That would be, you know, along the disordered type of mentality with it's their not body. There. I'd or say it's more of like control. A, yeah. It's not there yet. Yeah. So no, I'm, it's not there. I'm glad you came on because I had a listener DM me that was really upset about the last podcast. Cause they were very shocked how I could promote an unhealthy 
habit, which I wasn't promoting it. Someone came on to promote their diet uh-huh. and I, I didn't agree with the diet, but you know, I couldn't, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to sit there and be like, well, it's some, I could never do that. But basically they said to not eat within 16 hours. Right. In a, the, in, in yeah. a minute fasting. Yeah. 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 And I just, from your perspective, you know, cause, right. she, cause this person hadn't eaten it. It's like, how could you promote that to people that have, I'm like, I'm not promoting that. Right. You know, I, we have guests on that come on to promote their things. And, you know, I, I, I never put like my stamp of approval on that because I don't agree with that. And mm-hmm. that's something that I couldn't do mm-hmm. as from someone from the eating disorder background, you know, what are your thoughts on that? So definitely no one should be doing that if they've had an eating disorder or mm-hmm. they have any kind of disordered way of thinking around food. I've had clients who've done that and are successful, but have never had an eating disorder. They do it for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree with you for the majority of people that doesn't work for them at mm-hmm. all. So if it becomes um, something that they again are obsessed with or already restrictive, this would just kind of add fuel to the fire. So I don't think it works for everybody. Do I think it works for some people and they have success over? Yes. But that's for people who probably are very overweight. They have other health issues. Like if you look at the science of it, there is science behind it. So I'm not going to say that they're, that it's not a good idea for Mm -hmm. a handful of people or for people who have a very different background than if somebody were, you know, to have an eating disorder or already in a restrictive way of thinking, this would be something they would clearly stay away from. So what are signs to look out for that if, if people are worried about maybe if they have this, an eating disorder or not? Well, that's a great question, too, because I feel like this could be a whole nother series because I think majority of Los Angeles, I mean, when you talk to girls, what is the topic of conversation? Wait. How great they look. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. You look so skinny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. What did you do? Right. So it, I think there is this obsession with it, and it's sad because I, I see a lot of young girls. So I also specialize in young kids um, that are coming to my office. So 11-year-old, 12-year-old mm. girls that I see, and I see boys as well. And obviously it starts at home. Um, mm-hmm. The majority of the t- time when I see kids, I'll talk to the mom or dad first and see what's going on. And I know you have a daughter as well. That's and I, what she's I was going to say. Like, what do we say that we don't, shouldn't do? Because, I mean. You think you can hide it from them and you can't. So that's the first thing. So if you're eating, like if I, if I see a mom and she's like, yes, but I'm, you know, 47 and, you know, I can't eat carbohydrates like my daughter should. So I just eat, you know, steamed spinach and eggs and I just don't eat the carbs, but I always make her pasta. And I'm like, you don't understand. She's going to watch you mm-hmm. and do exactly what you do. Even though you're telling her, no, you need them, honey, you're growing. No. So honestly, you have to be really normal, quote unquote, with your food and body as well. If you say just in passing, like, oh, these pants on me look so fat, or even though you don't think she's paying attention, it's so interesting. All my clients, when I start opening up and they start talking, all the little snippets that they get from you know, obviously social media and commercials and stuff like that, but definitely at home. Mm. So you even having a scale out at all is a, not a healthy thing. I would say, Oh my God. Put the I scale. feel like the worst mom ever because what I'll like weigh myself and then she'll be like, my turn, my turn. <gasps> I know. And my, I know. I know. Now my, but she's only done it like twice, but now I'm like, yeah, the two times I'm like, Oh my God, I'm never letting her step on that ever again. Cause yeah. I don't want her to think that like she has to like weigh herself. Yeah. So if she's this, three. Okay. So if this is, gives you any kind of motivation to put the scale away yeah. and not no, do this, 100%, I'm it's, burning her. It. it's her for yeah. sure. 
because it, they will. Okay, like, or can I just hide it from her? I'll throw it out for you. I would just no, no, please not. I would just second. not. We should talk about this <laughs> yeah. though, because I used to be exactly like that. In fact, I used to travel with the scale. Like when oh, we go on oh, vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a whole like that could be another whole hour. We can just talk about about how crazy you can get. Um, but when you ask me, like, what are the signs to look for? It's when it starts to become where I have clients who are like, I'm not going to go to Cabo or on vacation because I don't feel good in a swimsuit. And I'm like, you're missing out on, on that life. time with your friends and that those memories because you don't feel good in a swimsuit. That's sad. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there calculating your calories and your macros and it becomes like the first thing you think about when you get up and the last thing you think about before you go to bed. Well, so what if it's what if that person just wants to lose weight though? But there's so many ways to do it that Without are having healthy to count calories. that you don't count have calories. to count calories. Your guest that you had on um, when you did talk about the scale, I really liked her. I felt like she had exactly what I promote too, which is the hunger scale. And really, there's things that will always stay true, which is if you eat when you're hungry and you stop when you're satisfied, you exercise a good amount of time, maybe five days a week. For a good hour, and you oh, do. God. I don't have time to do that. No, five days a week. Five days a four week. Four to five times a week. Oh, five. You don't exercise like four to five. You don't move your body. Four I to mean, five I've got week. two kids. I don't know how. Well, to, that's like, moving your time. body. Okay, but that's right. you're probably busy with them. It's like it's just not sitting here like you're doing right oh, now okay. on a date. Like you have to be moving your body. Jobs. That's probably a better way of okay. saying okay. it. All right. And then you have to watch your stress, and you need to be sleeping and drinking water. What about those things? Drinking wine. That's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not every day. I mean, you can. Yeah. One glass is fine. Okay. But but when you ask me about like how do people control their weight in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. That's that's the key. Listening to their body, regular exercise, drinking lots of water, ideally learning how to deal with stress like meditation and um sleep and and just surround yourself with good energy. And honestly, those are the keys. What have you seen? You work with a lot of collegiate and professional athletes, yeah. right? Michael was a former. uh, I played in the NFL NFL. for a while. Awesome. And what have you seen? Have you dealt with many athletes kind of transitioning from sport into kind of quote unquote normal real life? And yes, I've had a struggle. It's not as much now, but especially when I first retired where I was eating the same, but Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not burning the same amount of calories. Like what kind of tips or tricks or advice do you have? Like even now I still have a struggle with it, but just kind of for those former athletes kind of transitioning into, you know, a normal day life where you're not doing that. You can't eat the same amount of carbs and protein over and over and over again. Like what are, that's a great question. So we, before all of our athletes leave, so our senior athletes, we have this huge, um, basically seminar Mm -hmm. where they understand how to, how to cook. So I teach cooking classes, grocery shopping skills. Like what are you looking for? Um, you know, how to make easy, quick meals and then really learning to, readjust listening to their body. So they're so conditioned to eat a certain way. So it's a habit, right? Because they're exercising and burning so many calories. So we really sit down and try to help them figure this out, which is you need to not stop thinking that you can just get away with eating multiple like cheeseburgers and French fries or eating late at night because Mm -hmm. you're going to go burn it off the next morning and weights and in practice or whatever. So it's psychological first, it, you know, realizing that, okay, you're not going to have as much output. So here's what you need to do. And you need to make sure you're planning ahead. So those are the kind of people that for sure, when they're getting into the work life, that they need to batch cook. And I teach them sort of how to do that. So mm-hmm. how do you have things in the refrigerator that you can take to work? And then you need to be eating instead of eating a lot of carbohydrates. So it's the flip. It's like 
instead of the, add those extra carbohydrates, you add in more vegetables. So more vegetables, moderate carb, moderate protein versus a good, and we have, I have plates that I show them so they can get a good visual of like, okay, here's what your plate looks like now. Here's what it needs to look like as you transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there needs to be a conversation because as you can see, a lot of people who are either get injured or who leave their sport have a lot of weight issues that leads to depression, that leads to heart issues and cholesterol and other, you know, kind of disastrous things that can happen. So there's a huge amount of education that we give to our athletes about that. That's great, especially for seniors going off into the real world. And even, I mean, but that's the thing, athletes, you know, even in college and then in a professional level, your meals are basically provided for you. Exactly. So even when I left the NFL, it's like, all right, I could cook a little bit, but proportionally, it's hard to cook for one person at the time. And Mm -hmm. I was still eating the same thing. I was still eating a lot of carbs and Mm -hmm. pastas and meats and all that all the time where it's, I mean, our first like year and a half together, I was still like my plane weight. And I was like, there's no reason for me to be 250 pounds. Right. right. Like it was, (laughs) it was brutal. Um, And that's another thing too. That's a, the skill too for athletes versus a non-athlete. I will tell you one of the biggest issues is eating slower. So my athletes, I'm because they have to get to class yeah. or they have to like, they're shoving food in. Oh, yeah. So when they learn how to tr- transition, I'm like, okay, I want you to actively but, set, set but your how fork though, down. With our two kids, I'm like, I'm trying to feed and like, he'll have a couple bites. I'm feeding Jace. And I'm like, hey, uh, then he's like, I'll take them so you can have a couple bites. Why? Because, well, you know, it just always falls at the same time. And then Jolie, I'm like, sit down, sit like a big girl, eat your food. No, Jolie, don't put your hands in, use your fork. Like, I'm like, yeah. and then I'm like shoving and then I don't even remember how it tasted because <coughs> right. I just ate it so fast. <laughs> right. that, is, that is a constant every night It is night very battle. hard. I have two kids as well. I mean, it's very difficult. The transition of, of now from, athlete to non-athlete to then parent that's like yeah, a whole another fun. thing um it, it is challenging but i would say you know at least you have a plate of food don't be standing so i have what's called christie's rules which are really interesting don't like stand. one is no standing oh, and eating but that's like I my stand. life my and so too, and i don't even have kids and i stand and eat. when you're gone i do like when we're not when we don't have family dinners i stand yeah or that you know, yeah, yeah. But I get the whole thing of trying to balance, you know, one kid on your lap and trying to eat and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Try to be as mindful as you can. It's not going to be perfect. And you got to give yourself some grace. And that those moments are just like, it is what it is. But when you have the time and you can sit and you can just relax to not try to be distracted by your phone or anything else, but to really just no, no phones at the eat. table. That's we great. That's a great massive rule. That's what rule. we have to. What's yeah. the worst food that you can, that's that proper or the worst food? What's the worst thing you could put in your body? There is nothing like that. No such thing. That is my firm belief. I love that. Wait, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. A salad doesn't make somebody healthy, and a cheeseburger is not going to make somebody unhealthy, right? So whether you go to a fair, yeah, exactly. I think people get so like, oh my god, that has carrageen in it, or it has whatever, and I was like, so what? So the reality is, when I'm at, you know, when I go to Disneyland and my kids want to eat some whatever caramel apple i know that it's not made with the Mm -hmm. best ingredients but i'm gonna eat it because it's fun and i'm with them and i want to be just like let go for the majority of the time i eat really healthy and clean and some of the time i eat things that are just because so there's not one food that's going to make you unhealthy just like there's not one food that's going to make you healthy it's really about the balance between the two honestly moderation like no everything really moderation what about for for Jolie, though, so my fear is, and I don't ever want to portray this on her, but what if, because I don't, because childhood obesity is, is 
real thing a, for sure. a real thing yes. and i i don't want to be the super strict mom where she's so heightened about her weight but at the same time i don't want her to be obese yeah. Either. So I'm like, what is the balance that I walk without making her feel like she has to be thin? Right. But also, so yes. I don't know how to walk. It's a that. great. It's a great question, and I love this topic because I think kids right now are so confused because either they're getting these mixed messages or they have parents that. So I go into my kids' class, is fourth grade class, and mm-hmm. I teach a weekly. They really need to be educated. That's the bottom line. You have to educate them. You have to get, help them move and that, not to shame them about eating sugar, but just like with my kids. It's like when they're hungry, when they come home, I have a plate of fresh vegetables, some fruit, maybe some almonds. Instead of like, oh, you want another bag of pirate's booty? Oh, you want another thing of goldfish? Like, Wait, is pirate's booty bad? No, not at like all. But our <laughs> go-to. No, but I'm just saying, like, when you have those opportunities and they're hungry, that's yeah. the best way to get some fruits and vegetables in them uh, because okay. they're hungry. And they, eat so, which we do. So it's trying to just give them. It's like you know, what, let's start with fruits and vegetables first, and then yeah, if you want pirate's booty or goldfish or whatever it is. But I feel like taking you don't want to also over snack them, and I think that's mm. a, a big problem. And I'll always ask my kids, like, are you physically hungry or you just want to eat because you're watching something or because you, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just those types of ed- little bits of education or wandering into the kitchen and starting to go in the pantry and start eating something. Like, no, put it on a plate. Let's go sit down, eat your snack and then move on. So just developing those kinds of good habits. Once in a while, I'll let them eat, you know, on the couch, but really making the table a place where they eat their food and their snacks and then moving on to play mm-hmm. whatever Versus like foods all over the house. You know what I mean? So, well, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. I love all the insight that you gave us and and our listeners. Where can I, where can they find you? Thank you so much. It's at kmsportsnutrition.com. Okay. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. 
Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What's wrong? coming at me oh i did didn't i no but i just you know no it's not it's not anything michael and i'm over here like oh man mike was all excited about that yeah he was super pumped about that this time but i just you know and we had a specialist here she's amazing and and when you say you don't eat Oh my god, I roll. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, I love you and I care about no, you. I know. And that was a no, slight was, intervention. Was, yeah, it was nothing I didn't all like I know. You know? Like you no, know that it's unhealthy? Know, what the uh, Yeah, whatever. You love me. I'm going to work out after this. So. No. Uh, <laughs> of course. No, but I loved her and I love I that her. she basically because I figured she'd say like a preservative's bad for you I, or I, something. You it's know, funny but I, I love really, her inside. I agree with that. I'm the same. I'm like, okay, this cookie's not gonna kill you know what I mean? I like I how love she it was. because I'm a big believer in everything's okay in moderation. Exactly. That's like, why I, I, I love that because everyone freaks out so much. This is gonna cause cancer. This is gonna cause cancer. Well, well you know okay, what? maybe I'm a little life yeah. is gonna cause <laughs> life is gonna cause cancer. Yeah, yeah. So. No, I agree with you though. It's like anything, everything in moderation right. in life in general. We definitely want to have Christy back though. So if you guys have any questions around eating, nutrition, health, um, please email us at windown at iHeartRadio.com. And that's wine W H I N E. All right, so bless, bless you, Tori. You. So I I kind of want to wrap up the college conversation that we talked about earlier, but I want to wrap it up with uh, my girlfriend, Leslie. Um, she's been on the podcast before, and she has her take on it. Leslie, you there, boo? Yeah. Hi. Hey, Leslie. Hi. 
So we were kind of talking, obviously we had texted a little bit about this um, yesterday and, you know, Sarah has kind of her opinion from the kid's side about how she would be upset with her parents if, if, you know, her, her parents paid for them. And then I'm kind of on the side where, you know, I would do anything for my child, you know, although I feel bad for the kid that is working so hard to get there and, but I'm, but I'm also torn. So I'm just kind of curious from another mom's perspective, what your thoughts are on it. Yeah. Well, so this is like not in the, you know, this is not far off for us. Sean's going to be there in three years mm-hmm. and it's, just, you know, I, I guess from a pure parent standpoint, I want the best for my kids. Mm-hmm. I just, I just do. I want, I want the best of, of everything. And I can see how somebody would be motivated. I can see how a parent would be motivated to give their kid that extra edge. Now I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying I totally see the motivation and I, I get it. I'm there. Now, Leslie, what if I feel like there's two sets of motivation. There's one is like you're saying, you want the best for your kid. The second, the second is with some of these people being, whether it's celebrity or high end executives where their motivation could be, they just want to be able to say that their child goes to the Ivy league school or goes to their alma mater because they couldn't get in. Like, do you think there's Mm -hmm. a big difference in, you know, which motivation is better or does it really matter because they're still doing the same action to get them in? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think my motivation is better. I think um, (laughs) wanting the best for my kid is better than being able to say, well, my kid went to Harvard. I don't, that's, that's not what I'm in it for. You know, like my motivation is to make sure that Sean and Drew get, get the best possible that they can in life. Do you feel bad for the kid that has worked his butt off that doesn't have the money that would be taking that kid's, your kid's spot? Doggy dog world, baby. But okay. I do. What my question. Hi, it's Sarah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My question or like my argument is, okay, so you know that this is illegal and you know, there's a chance. Just don't, aren't you thinking big picture for your kids? Like, okay, I might go to jail because I did this. So, you're hurting your child at the end of the day. Because what if your child goes a year, even if your child goes six months without a parent because you're in prison? Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So, like, is but, no one. But how yeah. often do people think that far ahead when the consequences of their actions? What do you mean? Well, so, like, you know, here, here's the thing, though. Like, I would kill somebody for my kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I would totally go to jail for that and I'd have no problem with it. I would, I just, I would, that's the whole, well, that seems normal. Side. Like, I feel like I would beat someone up for, you know, I get that part, but this is such like a, it's, it's not funny, but it's almost just like, what? Like you spent a million dollars so that your child could go to another. I don't know. Yeah. Is that necessary? Yeah. I think, when you, I think when you have a kid their though, home, I mean, maybe not, I don't know, but maybe you might have a different, I mean, no, well, I, I get I, that. I, I Everyone, I would do everything for my kid. I get that. That mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. I would kill someone for Ty. I get that. I get that. But <laughs> I'm just saying. to tie to your kid. Well, no, I'm saying like, because I don't have a child. So he's the he's next the closest, closest thing. thing. Okay. So I get that. But like, I, I don't, what I don't understand, I would be, if my mom went to jail, 
I would I I wouldn't recover. See, I think you're able to see the the back end of it because you don't have a kid. So you're thinking of I'm putting myself the whole picture as a parent. You're thinking of like right now because you want to do what's best for your kid yeah. right now. You're not thinking of what can possibly happen. This is not going to be a popular opinion, but does college really matter that much? Yeah. I didn't go. What school? What I didn't school? go. What school? My child so is going why... to college, but what school? Does that, does well, that what if, Yale what if really matter? What if your child says no, though? Then that's fine. But I, I think Yale does really matter or that that's because people would get better jobs, right? If they go to that But these children college. are going to fly. One of the alleged had like a 2.3. So you're telling me that you have a 2.3 GPA, but now you got into so-and-so, you're not, you're not graduating. Well, but Sarah, to your point, so there's a kid from my hometown right now who's got a 1.7, and he's going to Notre Dame on a football scholarship. Well, that's... Well, that's... But that makes sense because they're athletes. These people are fake athletes, so they're not but getting... But he doesn't belong? But he doesn't belong there. Whoa, 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 but don't whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, get... That's, that's kind of, that, that was my whole thing that we were talking about earlier was that the whole issue with this whole scenario is that he was this guy was taking scholarship like student athlete scholarships so like i was telling sarah and everyone in here is i wouldn't have gotten into jmu if it wasn't for football so these kids they're taking scholarships away from kids that really needed even more because that's the only way they're going to be able to get the education that they want to get by using their their athletic skills Mike, did these kids, I don't think, did these kids get scholarships? The one who was supposedly on the crew team, I don't think she got a scholarship. It just got her application bumped. Yeah. I don't think she was given any scholarship dollars. No, she wasn't given money, but I think it takes a spot. It's still a student-athlete spot. Mm-hmm. Mark, you're, you're, yeah. you're giving it Because I didn't get a scholarship coming out of college. I was a walk-on, but it was still a That's student. That's what they were taking. They were taking still, walk-on positions. It was still a student-athlete spot. The reason I got in was because of athletics. So they still went under, they got into that school under the false pretense of them being a student athlete. Mark, what are your thoughts? I, I, there? Well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. When I first heard the, the, this all coming out, my thought was, of course, I would do anything for my kid. And mm-hmm. I would never think I would go to jail and for I it. And I get that. But, when, get but that. then when I hear about, okay, so here's how we're going to, we're going to pretend your child is learning disabled so they can get longer to do their SAT. And then they're going to change their score anyway. That's when I would have really pulled the ripcord mm-hmm. at that point. Because then it's like, okay, that's... This now this feels wrong and right. seedy, but yeah, as far as worrying kidding. about who's going to jail, I would never have considered that because you never hear about it. You never yeah. hear about these parents going to jail no. for what yeah. they do. No, no, no. And why didn't they just give the money to the university and pay for a wing of a library or something? Well, that's what we kind of yeah, talked about so, earlier. Was you have boosters? Right. Yeah. So that's that's another that's a good point. Someone asked me yesterday. So how you know it, it's different than if someone buys a wing for Harvard and gets their kid in? You know, I, I don't. So now it's just above board. You're still buying your kids' way into college. There's no guarantee, I think, which is the problem. And this man was 100%. I even read his quote. He was like, in 900, this, in 900 students, like, I'm 100% uh, guaranteed. guaranteed. Wow. So, like, you have to give. He's he's betting a a thousand. Allegedly, you have to give, like, five million plus to ensure that your child. Like, I mean, five million plus, like, to a building or a library or what, or a whatever. Like, these people were just, not that it's not that much, but they were giving, you know, 15, 20, 500. Yeah. <clears throat> What's frustrating is it's never been a level playing field for Ever. everybody. Well, that's the thing. Ever. Even with radio right, right. playing your song, you have, to, oh, sure. you have to do, you know, Paola and all those things. And now you can't do Paola, but now it's like you need to do these many things and do this in order to have your one song played. So what, what have is you the, done for me lately? Or it's like, hey, in the acting world, it's like, well, my, my, you know, 
my dad is this person, and so I'm going to get in this movie because he knows this person. Or I'm like, what is the freaking difference? Right. It's all who you know. Well, Wealth gets yeah, you privileged like in so many ways. Too. It's <laughs> never been an even playing field. And then they're still gaming the system I, on top of the I uneven playing field. Are mad. It's like, you already have an advantage. Like, right. these people already have. I think that if, I think that if we found out it was different families doing this we might feel differently but the thing is too if you if your family was in that position wouldn't you want to use utilize your resources and maximize them as much as you could anyone would yeah just like anything you get a job it's about who you know and what you know no i i get it i'm like i just mostly i just feel bad for these kids i know that's what would you think drew or sean would feel leslie if we did that for them Mm mm-hmm and got caught. <laughs> 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 or, <laughs> or if, if they, they no, not not, not not if you got not even that you guys got caught, but they found out that you guys did that for them to get in. Do you think they would feel, feel the way that Sarah is saying, like that you like? Oh, you don't think I'm smart enough to get in there? Yeah, I mean, I I, I know Sean, and he'd be pissed. Yeah, he'd be pissed. Yeah, I think Drew, he'd probably be like, yeah, right, cool. okay. Thanks, and I'm sure that's how half of them are. Half of them probably care, and half yeah. of them probably don't. But now it's just the embarrass. I mean, now it's kind of embarrassed. You know, these kids are not. Yeah, now it's embarrassing. No, you're absolutely right, Sarah. There's no way these kids can show up for class today. Yeah, because now, no. now all the other kids but are gonna look at them and be like, "I worked my ass off to get in here, right? and you paid to get in here. Like, get out of here." <sighs> but by what? Well, a you guys, one now? girl, the girl who got into USC, she is on her YouTube channel saying, "Yeah, I don't know how often I'm going to go to class." Yeah, that would piss yeah. me She's, off. Yeah, that's that's Laura Laughlin's daughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that's that, okay. that kind of like you know she's again partying up on a yacht. So I'm. Into? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is USC that hard to get into? <laughs> I watched a funny thing, and she was like, "You people are doing this for USC? Like, yeah, do like, it for like for right. Harvard and Stanford, yeah, no, kidding, like Stanford? But the thing is, they're not doing it for their kids. They're doing it for themselves. Thank you. Right. That's what See, I said. I thank just, you. Thank you. Right. That's, Maybe, that's where I'm but, thinking. But then I'm thinking too. Like again, like if Jolie came to, if your daughter came to and said, "Mom, I really want," but I just don't. I'm like, okay, well, let me let me see what I can do because I want what my I want the best for her. And if that's where she wants to go, I would but do anything why? for her. The question is why? Is it because she wants that great education? Okay, maybe. But if it's because my friends are going there, exactly. or it's because no, oh, they no. have the best, no, uh, no, 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 no. It's the best be social stops. It's no, gonna look so good on no. Instagram because that this Olivia Jade person, I guarantee you, yeah, she has different motivations. I, I mean, I. But there are some kids that. that are young enough that are insightful at a young age that want to go to a certain school because of the education. So if that was the case with any of our kids, but it's just like life. It's like you're not like I don't know. It just is like a whole. You're story. not. Life's not fair. You're not. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just like I mean, I got rejected. I don't know. It just like teaches. I don't know. It's like, is that what they want to teach their kids? Like, We try to shield our kids from all failure, and now it's kind of become all negative experiences of any kind. And I'm guilty of it. Yes, but then also, too, you know, what I've kind of experienced with Jolie is, you know, she's, people are being so mean to her. Even there was a, 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 a comment on our podcast saying, why don't you pay attention to your daughter? She's three years old and acting like one. Like, she has a speech why and don't she, you yes. go wow. shut the and she up? Has a, she has a, a speech delay. Yeah. Yes, I haven't been public about that because I'm like, but she's three and we have a speech therapist coming over. But I'm like, but now you're like bullying my child. Mm-hmm. So now it's now I don't feel like I'm a good I'm like when I I feel like I failed my daughter somehow. Did I not? You know, I don't know. But I don't I want her to have the best chances of doing good in school. So I would pay anything to make sure that she's not being bullied and, and she's going to be properly educated. and Of course. And those are, those are uh, normal situations, I think. And you don't even want your kid to be bullied for any reason. Yeah. But like, you know, stuff like, you know, my daughter went out for a musical last year for uh, Aladdin and she got Jasmine. And there's part of me that was like, 
You know, it might have been a good learning experience if she hadn't gotten <laughs> yeah. Jasmine. She gets all A's, Humbled. and part of me is like, gosh, if she got a B every once in a while, it might kind of help a little bit because she's setting these incredibly high standards for herself, and we're guilty of setting those standards. Well, and Leslie, do you want to speak on your thing at all or no? And I understand if you don't want to. Yeah, no, I'll just I'll just say that. Um, Sorry, I had a rough to mom day yesterday. Yeah, no, I had a I had a rough mom day yesterday, and it's in the grand scheme of things. I'm not going to go into details, but in the grand scheme of things, it's no big deal. But for me, it felt like a total parenting fail because it was something that I was doing that was enabling um, behavior, and. When I got called out on it, and, and I, called out isn't really the right word. When, brought to your attention? When it was brought to my attention, yeah, I was like, oh, like that's, that's all, sorry, that's all me. That's mm-hmm. me. Like I did that. I feel like that's so inevitable. That's these parents but what have. about when like Sean didn't make the soccer team? Like, did you feel, would you have, oh my God, would you, you guys, that was, go ahead. But like, yeah, would you have brutal. paid the coach to be like, hey, I want him on the team? No. But it's the same thing. But yeah, then- no, I, 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 I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't. And I'm not saying that I would that I would pay to get him into Harvard or Yale. I'm not saying that I would do that. I'm saying I can totally see the motivation. Right. Um, would I love to talk to the coach and say, hey, dude, like you missed a really good player. Like he's a strong player. Yes, I would love to. And I and the coach even wrote an email and said, "Hey, if you want to know what he needs to work on, feel free to reach out." Mm-hmm. And I was so close to doing it, and I thought, "You know what? I'm not because Sean needs to own that. If Sean wants to know why he didn't make the team, he needs to own that." But I'm not going to say that I didn't sit down and craft an email and then delete it. Yeah. I mean, my heart would be broken though if Jolie auditioned for something or tried out for something and didn't get it. Right. I I would be bawling for her. Yeah, but I would never bawling. I would never address the teacher or the coach because there's never been a, a kid that has gotten the spot on a team because a, a parent went after the fact and talked to a coach or talked to a teacher. And then it just that like never embarrasses happened. the kid. But and- are you going to be so upset if Jolie tries out for let's say she tries out for soccer and doesn't make the soccer team? You're not good and enough. Is ba- <sighs> Yeah, Next it'll, time, it'll suck. It'll suck. Absolutely, it'll suck. I'll feel for. Her. But like, it's how a, do you? But we all went through that. Yeah, we all you, went like, through that, and we're you, fine. You're going like, and it, you're, you're the, the best cheerleading exa- team guy. No, but I'm saying <laughs> you're That's why you hate, hate cheerleaders. cheerleaders. <laughs> you're the best example of it right now because every day you're doing on. You know what I mean? Like you're still strong yeah, and resilient, and so she can look at child. And I just want. I know we need to build resilience in our children. Yeah. My mom just wants everything for them. We just want to wrap them in bubble wrap. I realize that, but. It's hard. It's not good long term. It's not. It is. It is hard. It is. And when you see them disappointed, so Ugh, disappointed. I'm not ready for that. You know, I even said to Chris, I'm like, why does it bother me so much that he got cut from the team? Why do I care? So why am right. I so invested? I, it I, it shouldn't matter to me, but it does because. He was so bummed. But you know what? To that kid's credit, he looked at me. He goes, I'm trying out again next year. I love that. And I thought to oh, myself, boy. good that's, for you. Yeah. Because me, I would have been like, good But look, Leslie, look at that, though. That's a win for you for and Chris. You. Yeah, that says a That lot is a about. win for you guys. The fact that he's willing to take that on the chin and say, and, and say you know what? Go. Next year, I'm going out. Not, I'm going to quit soccer forever, never going to play. So yeah. hang your head on that. That's a win for you guys. Leslie, thank you for um, letting us call you. I just wanted, you know, you got it. some some mom, another mom opinion, but love your face. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Love you guys. Okay. Yeah, Hopefully. see you tomorrow. All right, all right. Bye. bye guys. Bye. Um, all right. Well, I think the end of the day is we all agree that we just need to 
do anything. Unwrap the bubble wrap. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> Un- do? Wrap the bubble wrap. It's as so hard as hard it is. <laughs> like even when she falls, I'm like, I'll no. fight a kid. Actually, no, Janet oh, will fight. Time a kid. out, time out. My girlfriend. I know we need to wrap this up, but my girlfriend Julie, what it, it was was touring a school. And a kid said, do you remember what he said? Yeah, he called her son like a dweeb. Like, a dweeb. dweeb. And if we, if somebody <laughs> does that in front of my face, like, what am I going to do? Jenna. <laughs> oh, guys, what a heated show. If you have any thoughts about all of this, please email us at windown at iheartradio.com. Big thank you to Joybird. Go to joybird.com slash Janet and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code Jana. Sleep number, you'll only find... <laughs> Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com slash Jana and find the nearest one to you. (laughs) Nearest Lola for 40% off all subscription. Visit mylola.com and enter Jana when you subscribe. This is a really fun show. That was... This is good. I like this. Stay tuned. Oh, we're back there. We're back. Because I'm both. Oh, my God. And you don't know Seven Rings? Go listen. Goodbye, guys. Not like that one. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and 
OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 